Hey, thanks for tuning in. Your boy JT here with another moment with Spiritual Intervention or on the podcast, Spiritual Breath. Listen, you all, we got to stop being so judgmental. We got to stop treating people differently. We have to understand that everybody that comes to the fold or accept Jesus Christ is not all, don't have all the knowledge that you have. Yeah, I'm going to give you a scripture that it's going to be a little controversy maybe when you read it, but when you think about it, I think you can understand that there are some times when things do become challenged or become somewhat problematic. If you find me in Acts chapter 8, um, somewhere between 9 and I say maybe 18 or 20, it talks about a story of this guy called Simon, um, who before time used to bewitch the individuals with his sorcery in this city called Samaria. Um, which they thought he was, you know, for what his acts, they say he had great powers. You know, but um, for time he was up here doing whatever techniques he had or whatever that would have the people to believing that he was whatever. And the people assumed that he had great power given by God because of what he was able to do. But knowing this, in time, the Bible states in chapter uh, 8 and verse 12, I think it's when Simon went down and preached to those individuals. He preached to them about the kingdom of God and he preached in the name of Jesus that there were all who, who, who accepted were baptized, right? And they said that Simon himself also believed and he went to be baptized, continuing to following, watching Philip do these signs and wonders. So for, for me, if I look at this so far, it looked like the man that was bewitching them had a change of mind, a change of heart, and he began to start seeking the things of God, curiosity, or fulfilling his thoughts and changing from out of his sorcery ways. Just like us, when we get saved, we find ourselves um, learning something new when it comes to the things of God. And in that, we have to learn how to transition from the ways of sin into the things of glory, meaning that it's gonna take a process, some things that has to change, some things that has to be altered, some things are not gonna be firsthand given. We're gonna learn it over time. As we mature in our knowledge and in our understanding, then we find ourselves beginning to move in a manner that this stuff starts to become actable and it becomes part of our way of living. Well, I see here that they, they start off by saying this guy was, you know, bewitching them with his sorcery. But then I seen that he had a humbling moment where he wanted what appeared that he wanted what Simon was offering. I mean, what Peter was all again, sorry, Philip was offering to them. And that was a relationship with God. Now, later on, you see uh, Apostle Peter and, and, and John comes into the city and they start off saying they heard that the people of Samaria had heard uh, uh, the word of the Lord. So Peter and John came and they said they would come there to pray with them that they may receive the Holy Ghost, that they may receive the Holy Ghost. It was not a guarantee that it was, because you know all of us know who have a spiritual walk. It's based off of your relationship and your commitment and your willingness to change that will give you that connection and relationship that you're looking, where you can trust in the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you. What I teach and teach over and over again, the three-step principle, establish the connection, build upon the relationship, and trust in the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you. But the trust comes when you know that you're connected to the source, and the source being Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But there are things that, that you go through to establish that connection, establish that relationship. And as I see, if I'm looking at this, what if Simon 
is doing just that. In the past, he has been witching them because that's all that he knew. And now that he's been uh, introduced to something new in his life, new to him, new to the other people, maybe he's at a place to be received. So when uh, Peter and John came down with the intent to help them to bridge the gap and move from saved to salvation with the connection of the relationship of the Holy Ghost, we see the transition begin. And we see that Peter began to, and Simon began to pray over the individuals that they may receive the Holy Ghost. But then seeing of the impartation of the Holy Ghost through the praying in the lands of hand after baptism, then Simon, here he is, seen this and offered money. Now, we sit back and say, man, that's wrong. You don't do things like that. But this thing like this, all alone, Simon has been doing what he's been doing, and people probably came to him and offered him money for the gifts that he was giving, the sorcery, the trickery, whatever. But that's how they received their blessing or received this. What if he only did what he seen? What if he was not as knowledgeable as we are that we understand that that's wrong to be trying to buy a gift that is given free? Maybe it's wrong because we're trying to strive to get closer and we don't know what we're doing. Or maybe we should just give the rule of error to say, you know what? He doesn't know. So it's going to take time for someone to train him and direct him in understanding what does it mean to be a child of God and what is it to ask for the gift that keeps giving. You know, sometimes what we do, we get so caught up in trying to teach people what they do, but we never take a step back and, and try to see it from where they are. We don't use our spirit of discernment because discernment should have told Peter and John that he's not there yet or more, there's more practice to be done. When he offered uh, money for the gift, he knew not. But I love the fact that when he did this, Peter and them addressed it. Peter said unto him, the money perish with thee because thy has the thought of the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thy has neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Well, how do you make it right? He doesn't know. I'm saying, I just got saved, I think. I just went down, I think. And you come in there and lay hands on them. I don't know what it is to be heart right. All I know is that this man was preaching, teaching, made me feel good. I felt like I wanted to be connected. And here I am trying to connect. And the first time that I reach out thinking this is the way to do something, you're not teaching me, you're not directing me, but you're rebuking me. But I love the fact that uh, Peter says, Repent therefore of thy wickedness and pray God, if perhaps the thoughts of thy, thy heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art the gal of bitterness, and that in a bond of iniquity. So now you hear Peter passing judgment, just like all the rest of us. But what if we looked at that this is the only thing he knows? Maybe he needs more clarity. Maybe he needs more instructions. Maybe he needs more guidance. But you see, Peter already dealt with the fact that he was a sorcerer. And maybe he haven't got fully delivered from it. Maybe he may not be understanding what needs to be done. But at least he is trying to get whatever they have. I'm not saying that in this case, Simon is delivered. Simon um, didn't want to use these gifts to continue to bewitch the people. I can't tell you that. But I can tell you how we address people based off of what we know of their past. I don't know if Peter knows their past. I don't know if, if John. But I'm saying the Bible started off by saying he was a sorcerer. But didn't that sorcerer... He must have confessed that he, he wants salvation. Think about it. 
if Peter teach, I mean, Philip teach the teaching of Peter, John, and all the rest of the apostles in Acts 2.38, they talk about he needed to repent. He needed to seek the mind of God. He didn't make a confession. That's what they teach on. So why would Philip take him down in the water and not take him through that practice, not making him announce that or asking him to announce that he wants the Lord's Savior for his own personal Savior, that he wants to come from his wicked ways. He wants to be delivered, that he may too receive the Holy Ghost. I don't know. Proof of thought. Just think on it. But I'm using this teaching to say this that we don't know what really is the heart of an individual, but we should work with them and offer a true understanding of the teaching that it takes to get from saved to salvation and take the process of bringing awareness and not be so quick to judge somebody if they say or do something that goes against the way of, of the word. They don't know, so they're learning. So you have to be humble enough to teach them and to guide them. But I love the fact here that, that uh, in verse 24, then answer Simon and say, Pray ye the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken will come upon me. That's the beauty of this. I see him as a humbled individual that said, You know what? I might have done wrong. I might have said some things wrong. But can you pray for me? Just like you prayed and laid hands on them that they may receive them. Can you pray for me that these things that you have said about me will change? Help me to help myself. Break that yoke of bondage through your prayers and connection. Where two or three are gathered in the name, God's in the midst. Bring that enlightenment into me that I will have a chance for this eternal life that you share. That I will get a better understanding of what to do and what not to do. See, that's the thing that I'm saying. Sometimes we become so judgmental because of the fact that we know something that they don't know. Or we feel that they need to be here or there just by making a confession. Just by starting this process. It took you a while to get here. Give them the same opportunity. Take the time to teach them. So listen, y'all. I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you all and say, hey, for spiritual intervention or spiritual breath, we need to understand that there's not a perfect individual. They all have flaws, but it's our job to work with them, to help them to understand how to live better, strive better, and make that relationship and, and, and that connection with God sound so all the uh, teaching and guidance that is needed, you'll be able to embrace it and understand what is right and what is wrong. But have the patience to work with them. Work them through the process. That is your boy, JT. Man, thanks for coming on.